on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. And compassion. And I know, trust me, because I used to be like, I ain't got time for that shit. I have a low tolerance. (laughs) This is how I am. Like, I no, no, I didn't been through enough. I ain't with it. Uh, And I, I can say that through my healing journey, my healing process is my natural reactions of feeling disrespected or feeling slighted or thinking that something was wrong, that changed. So that reaction to show up in that way in a form of self-protection changed. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect or I don't ever, you know, have feelings where I'm, or or reactions, I should say. It doesn't mean I never have reactions, but definitely those reactions have quieted down quite a bit. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunch it with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you God's gift to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. Right, okay, so Sarita, you have everyone's attention and this person that we're speaking of, they are wanting to become in tune. They want to become self-aware. They want to know how to come as their authentic self. But they love this dream, but this dream just isn't enough. They want to join Love You. How do they do that? What is Love You? 
How does it work? What does it look like? What are they going to learn? Talk to us. Well, thank you. The first thing um, I can say is that uh, if you want to experience more of me, what I do, what I talk about, what I teach, you can join the free Love You Challenge. We start on Monday, honey. LoveYouChallenge.com. And I am going to be explaining basically what trauma is, the invisible scars of trauma, how it impacts you and how it has shaped your relationships. Excuse me. I'm going to explain how trauma is the source of struggle love. You mentioned briefly earlier, uh, build a booze, Ursula. Um, and it's the superwoman syndrome, self-sacrifice and unworthiness. So we're going to unpack all of that. And yeah, I bet you it will be the best challenge you've ever experienced, honey, because it's real, because we got to heal for real. So, oh, thank you. And so, you know, everyone may not necessarily be, for those of you who are ready, ready right now, I do have a program, Love University. And in that program, Ursula is in it, Minimo is in it, and girl. I already know ain't nothing like it out there because ain't nothing out there like me. And <laughs> just like ain't nothing out there like you, baby. And so, you know how, you know, when we get to talking, how that how that pimp slang come out? I don't know. It just do. And so, <laughs> um, Love University is where we do the deep work, the deep dive into understanding your attachment styles, your mama trauma into understanding what it means to be codependent and counterdependent because some of you struggle in love because you go back and forth between two extremes. You want love, you need it, you crave it, you got to be attached. Then you get in a relationship, you get a little close, or even when you think someone's getting close, you disengage, you withdraw, you're filled with anxiety and fear and distrust. And that is true. So if you were really ready, ready, you can join Love University now, honey. You can still come to the challenge and you can take part in all of this love, this hard earned wisdom of how to heal and completely change your life from the inside. Many more blessings. You said that Sarita's changed your life. If you'd like, you can type in the comments, maybe three, two or three, one or two things, whatever you have the ability just to let Sarita know, let other people know how it's changed your life. Um, And anyone else listening, I can speak for myself, is definitely brought a lot of subconscious behavior to the forefront, um, big and small. I know this one, this has really tripped me out that um, with the emotional eating. (laughs) And I found that sometimes I would go and get some, some rum or wine or some ice cream because it feels good with the emotional eating. But little did I know I was in a drama triangle with myself and I was rescuing. So little things like that. I would have never known what the hell I even just said if it was two years ago. But I know now because I also am a student at Love You University. I love y'all so much. Yeah. Ah, You know, uh, for me, my healing journey felt difficult. I tried so many things. 
that really didn't work. It really didn't change my life um, until I really, until I decided to become a, a trauma expert. Um, like really be devoted to understanding because that's what helped me to understand the unconscious patterns. And that's why it can feel difficult to heal because you don't even know what it is that you're trying to heal. You don't wow. even have a conscious connection to it. You know what I'm saying? Because if I was a smoker and I, I, I wanted to quit smoking, I know exactly what the problem is. I know what to do. You know what I'm saying? I know how to, even though it might be hard, I know like, you know, where to start. But mm-hmm. trauma can feel so difficult because it is a unfolding. It's an unveiling. It's a reconnection to yourself. And so that it's a process. It That's why it's called a journey because you are literally becoming conscious of all that you are. Oh my God. That is so true. And all that you do. So anyone who's, who's been in love, you are mm-hmm. in it right now. Let me know in the comments, do people say that you've changed? You're still the same, but you've changed a little, like if you're a little calmer, a little more patient, I'm just curious. That's just, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know this. So a um, few more comments. Thank you all for sending them. Laquita said, I love a stream on saying that save because I've said some things that didn't save the relationship with coworkers, family members, and friends. Sayings to save face, save awkwardness, and save time. That's so interesting. I would love for you to explain a little bit more about what you mean about save. Yeah. You said to save face save awkwardness, save time. Because in my opinion, from where I am now, the only way I think you can like save awkwardness is to acknowledge the awkwardness. Like, woo, once you can call it what you name a thing, then it changes. It's like, oh my God, yes, finally. We can just stop fucking playing and acting like we're not awkward when we're awkward and now we can laugh about it and be human. If I can save time, then tell the goddamn truth and save time and say, I don't like this. I want this. I need this. I want this to stop. Then we can save time. If we want to save friends, we say, hey, in order to be in a relationship with me, this is, I want to relate with you in this way. I like this. I don't like this. And then you can decide, oh, this person ain't with it. So this isn't a relationship that can save. So goodbye. I I, I don't know how else, <laughs> but the truth. The truth is how we get set free, honey. What you For think? Real. I absolutely agree. Um, when you f- get to know yourself, you do find your voice. And you're right. Practice does make perfect to get the new dating chops out. The new the new look, throat box. Look, do you see she don't went back to dating again? I think she, um, <laughs> I think she ready, ready. You know, I think she ready. Yeah, I got to tell you something off air, something that happened yesterday in a good way. 
So if anyone wants to come on, or even Laquita, I dropped the StreamYard link. If anyone wants to jump on and ask Sarita a question, or come on, come on, let's do it, let's do it. So I hope that makes sense about the saving because I think what can save us is honesty, communicating with honesty. I do. And it is a practice because everybody can't handle it. But goodness, I never have to guess if you're honest with me. Ooh, ooh, that was good right there. Blessing said, (laughs) I am more confident with holding my boundaries. It's helped me work through my mommy issues that I didn't, girl, you too, help with mommy issues that I didn't even know I had. And I'm a better parent too. I can go on, but you get the point, LOL. Yes, you can keep going on. I get it. And I love that you said that. And see, that's why I asked the question. You're still the same, but do you feel like you're different, like improved, new and improved? And see, that's what it, oh, and she said the word confident. That's Yes, you know, that's a good question. What, how would you describe it? Because- you feel the same, but not the same. You asking me personally? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel that I'm a lot more patient for sure. With whom? Patient with myself. Yes. Because if I meet, if I'm meeting someone, even if it's not dating, just in general, people. And I'm patient with myself because if I learned that if parts of them are coming in an aggressive tone, then they would aggravate and activate a part of me to defend myself. So it's like, oh, 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 hold on, Ursula. Back up. So that's what I mean about patience with myself. So that's why I feel, and I think you told me this too, when someone becomes a lot more patient with themselves or get to know themselves that they can see it in other people, which in turn, you have a lot more empathy and compassion for the person. Yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was working this person, I was doing a training and his question threw me off and he said, well, would you date a a man like me? I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, if you're talking about mental health and if I have issues, would I just be a turnoff to you? And I was like, no, not at all. What issues, though? I didn't want to. Well, there were 20 people in the room, so I didn't get into what, but just childhood issues because we were talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like that. Things that we've all gone through. It just looks the same, but we've gone through uh, being wounded as kids. And if he was to ask me that five years ago, hell no, I don't want to, I'm not dealing with, but no, the patience in me. And I said, yeah, I mean, I look at things through a different lens. Now my lens is literally clearing every time I learn another part of myself. That is, I absolutely can identify with that within myself as well. Yeah. I really can. And I'm speaking up more for myself. That's how I've changed because, you know, the the playbook here, (laughs) 
the pages are getting smaller. I'm ripping them out as I'm unlearning what I've learned. So it, it, before it was this thick and it's slowly is getting down. So, and I'm learning that I didn't have, I had per, perfection quality parts of myself and putting a name to it helps with my healing. Yes, yeah. Um, yes, thank you for that. So Laquita said, I tend to shoot from the hip, whereas I could have said things differently. Yes, according to others, I was good. My temperament is just short for nonsense. So maybe I've been saving my, maybe I've been saving myself all this time. You know, that's interesting because I think, you know, without knowing more, it could go either way because shooting from the hip could be, okay, well, you know, I just say it like it is. Um, But also the other side of that is a person who shoots from the hip, do they practice empathy? Because there are people like, let's say, for example, someone, and I'm not saying you, I'm just using this as an example, because we all mm-hmm. hear the word narcissistic all the time. Right. So if someone has narcissistic traits, they will say things like, yeah, I just tell it like it is. But they're telling it like it is, is from a place that usually stems from um, trying to create control and power dynamics, to shame or blame other people, to feel superior. And so... You know, I I bring that up because we can all practice honesty, you know what I'm saying? But if we want to preserve relationships, then we can do that in a way where we also practice empathy and compassion. And Absolutely. I know, trust me, because I used to be like, I ain't got time for that shit. I have a low tolerance. This <laughs> is how I, I am. Yeah, like I no, no, I didn't been through enough. I ain't with it. Uh, and I I can say that through my healing journey, my healing process is my natural reactions of feeling disrespected or feeling slighted or thinking that something was wrong, that changed. So that reaction to show up in that way in a form of self-protection change. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect or I don't ever, you know, have feelings where I'm, or or reactions, I should say. It doesn't mean I never have reactions, but definitely those reactions have quieted down quite a bit because I do take time to check in with myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Love it. So we're going to start wrapping up, but I have a few more. So if y'all have any more comments, let's have a rapid fire. Put them in now because I will read them. Blessing said, I let self answer, even though I feel my parts. Laquita. Okay, Laquita, hold on. I see you. We have some fun coming in. I let self answer, even though I feel my parts are activated and my parts trust me to answer and I'm not overwhelmed with emotions. That is so powerful. I love that. I felt that. I definitely that resonated with me for sure. And Tamika said, and blessings, thank you for that. Tamika said, 
Oh, what I said, the lens gets clearer as we grow that part. Yeah, it does. All right. right. So everyone, you hear me keep talking about blind guy, his wife and their life. She is my YouTube sister. She has an amazing platform as well. So I'm going to bring her on. So everyone can, you all see her in the comments, but now you can see her beautiful face. If you haven't gone to her channel, look at her. Hi, beautiful. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for having hello. me. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes, it's such, a, it. it's such a pleasure to meet you, uh, Sarita. And of course, Ursula, you as well, like being here on your platform. Oh, thank you. I'm so honored. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Thank you. You know, I had to come on here and clear my good name, though, because, <laughs> uh, because Sarita, you're so right. Uh, people shooting from the hip. Like uh, I'm not that person that's not empathetic. I am full of compassion and empathy. And I'm not that person that's just going to start with, you know, keep it moving or whatever. Uh, but I am the first one to say it while everyone else is still, you know, giving passes and, you know, reaching in their pockets. And I'm that person that's just fresh out of uh, uh, my children at home. But uh, <laughs> Whisper it, Queen of right. Whisper it. <laughs> okay, I'm fresh out of fantastic things. That's all I'll say. And so, and and then and then once I'm the one to say it, everybody else is kind of relieved, but then they're like, ooh, Queen said, and I'm like, sure did, because you know, y'all were thinking it, y'all knew it. And I, I'm like, can't how can we address it if we're not going to to name it, say it, talk about it, like you said earlier. So I, I definitely appreciate your your professional input, because I'm just a novice, you know, I'm just an everyday person uh, going through life, being concerned about others and then myself and being, you know, being uh, damned for those for that, you know, for being concerned about myself as well and not just other people. You know, that's interesting. You said being damned for that. Um, and, you know, wasn't nobody. Listen, the last thing we're going to do is attempt to soil you know, attempt to to hurt that good name that you work so hard for, because there is a such thing as we don't play that. <laughs> so, so if uh, if you are clear, and this is just in general, if we are clear about our boundaries, if we're not interested in playing games, if I'm not the one that you know, we're just going to act like a thing isn't happening that is happening. Right? You know, wrong with that at right. all. Because people know exactly who they're dealing with. They know what they can do and what they can't do. Yes, and it, I do. think it creates a sense of safety because then I know what to expect from you. It's mm. very predictable. You know what I'm saying? When you get, when you just don't play. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm here. I got you. But when some foolishness occurs, we're going to call it out. Mm. So, I, I love that. Yeah, I really love that you're offering so many, so many solutions for this because all of us have the different relationship trauma, like you just mentioned, whether it was a whole phase or the, I didn't have that, but whether it was um not admittedly, but whether it was whatever it was, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> so because again, you know, I just know my thing was church. Like I went to church 87 to 2000 times a week, and that's all we got, right? And there were so many things, as you all know, um, just whether you knew somebody who went to church or if that was you as well, we had all of those dynamics of, 
you know, if you're if you're younger, you're automatically less than um, some of the things that y'all have mentioned. We you know, we had the mama trauma simply because, you know, God is all and all of that. We had the daddy issues because they were they you know, God came first. The church came first. And so I really like that, like you're saying that, yeah, we have to name these things and address them and don't feel bad about managing them. Because how else can you get through it if you don't manage it? And I always look at like my grandchildren's children, because I think about my grandparents' parents, like, wow, I never knew them. I wonder what they were like. I wonder what they were thinking, what they were doing. And so, you know, and I'm I'm thinking that they thought about me at some point, like, okay, I got to do this so that my grandchildren's children can be okay. So I'm always forward thinking in that way. And that's one of the reasons why I love that. Yes, let's address these things so that we can our grandchildren's children will be will be wonderful. Like the uh, lady, I forget the person that commented about you know us having to teach that we are we have to work four times harder. Yeah, hopefully that won't have to be a thing. We'll just work harder because that's just a part of our work ethic or excellence, not because we're in competition. Mm. I have a question for you. When you talked about church, was that something that your parents made you do or was that just learn like, okay, I just want to go to church or because some kids are like that. No, Sarita, why I don't that? know. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to go outside and play. No, I don't want to be with my friends. Let's go to church again. I mean, I don't know. I've met some, but you knew how I grew up. So that was a thing. It was not uncommon. So that's why I'm just curious. Like, okay. how was it on your end? Sarita answered it, you know, because see, the, I don't know. So let me, I want to ask, I want to answer it briefly and ask you about that as well, about the people that you knew. Because mm-hmm. for us, it was just mandatory. It was an absolute, and it was also in hindsight, as an adult, now I see that it was a way to save us because the environment that we were in, I grew up in the crack, drug, uh, guns mm-hmm. era. And so you, I'm now looking back, realizing that, oh, those things were handed to our communities. Our parents didn't realize when we were in it that it was being handed to us. What they knew is that their friends, people that used to be friends and uncles and normal people that they could leave their children with, they could no longer do that anymore because these are people that would now steal and hurt. And, right. buy, you know, and there was plenty of that happening. And so in hindsight, I see that. But that and that's part of why we had to go, because they just mm-hmm. was like, man, at least you're safe here. Right, because of course them sneaking deacons was in the pews, but that's not the point I'm bringing <laughs> right now. What I want to so what I want to ask you is that, and then, so my parents were yes heavily into it, and um, they they saw things better. They they saw that there were benefits. Um, it wasn't as bad as outside. Now, for the people that you knew though, were their parents heavily indoctrinated, or was it just the kids wanted to go just because they didn't have people making them go? So it's twofold. There were some kids that were, they wanted to go, but I feel now as an adult looking back, I feel like they were trained that way. They didn't have an option. So they said, it's just, let me go with the path of least resistance. And it's like, okay, well, I like going. And and it was just normal. But on the flip side, there were kids like myself who Actually, I really didn't mind going to church, but I didn't like the excessiveness. So now I know that unlike my parents, excuse me, unlike your parents, 
wanted you to go to church to keep you safe. My parents did it out of their own trauma response that was socially acceptable. And it's just easier just to go to church all the time. But they used that. So my parents didn't drink. They didn't smoke. I'm not saying this as an uppity. That's just the facts. But they used spirituality as their weapon of choice. They turned it into a weapon. So yeah, no, I didn't like going to church. That's what it turned into. So it could have been something very genuine, but it was a form of manipulation. Oh, control. Yeah. And an extension of that of their selves, but not of me. Yeah. Right. I'm if with that you. Makes sense. I think no, it does. I think I think our parents all had the same reasons. Um, from what mm-hmm. you're saying, I think my parents had those same reasons as well. You know, mm. so yeah, my mom grew up in New York City and, you know, she grew up with all my life. I had to fight type of thing. Um, mm. Not necess- just just because of the city, you know, right. she, she had, the, the city was just like that. And she saw that it was different when she went to church. People won't try to fight you. You know, they do now. So, you know, how you see those fight videos, but that's we're not talking about that. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. They changed up the church now. They didn't revolutionize it. But yeah, exactly. So it's just interesting how you see different uh, different aspects of why people go to church. Um, not even why they go. To me, the amount, the excessiveness that they would go. But now that I'm thinking about it, I really do think that my parents did it to get validation on how many times a week can they go to church. Oh, that's not good enough? We're going to pull her out of this good school. We're going to put her in a church school. So now I'm in church seven days a week. No, ma'am. That's too much. So That's I have a question much. then. I have a question then for Sarita. Can we do, can we do, uh, have you ever done a, a church stream where, because it's a lot of church trauma. I don't know if it, you would call it, you know, but that is something that a lot of us suffer from in different ways. May I answer that before Sarita does? So I've done a stream on that with a pastor who is also a therapist. And Sarita has also, because we, (laughs) in that love you challenge, we're in class and she did a a topic of over-spiritualizing and I was all for it. Mm. I was all for it. Yeah. But I can see it can be triggering to some people (laughs) because sometimes the truth freaking hurts. So yes, but I'll let her answer. I had to jump in on that because that was... (laughs) That was something else when you did that topic, Sarita. Oh, so <laughs> all I can say is, because you didn't ask me a question, did you? You just said about the topic of, I think uh, spiritual abuse is real. I think, listen, let's just be honest. Human mm. beings can weaponize anything in order to try to protect themselves and control yeah. other people. And God, throughout history, has been a popular choice. And so, um, yes, I think that it has happened. It does continue to happen. Um, And I think that there's an opportunity for us, as we talked about throughout this pod, is to name it, to tame it, to be honest about it. And there will be people, and be comfortable with the fact that, first of all, have compassion and be comfortable with the fact that there will be people who will hate that this topic is even being brought up, that we are attempting to address what is true and real. 
and we have to make space for them and give them love and continue to tell the truth. So, so can, can I ask another question about that then? Because this is, this is where it gets tricky. A lot of people feel like now we're attacking the church. So how do you, how do, how do we heal from something that's real, like you're saying, spiritual, <laughs> call it what it is, but still honor it, so to speak. Sort of like, you know, how people say, you know, how do you get big mama to smoke, respectively? You know what I mean? So how do we, that's just sort of like that with the church. How do we give God the church? Because so many people just feel like once they hear something negative that they perceive as negative towards their beloved religious practices or in whatever way that shows up, then they're automatically on the defense. They're they're so so how do we address that so that the people that need to hear it can hear it and stay in it if that's what they want to do because we're not telling anybody you know take your membership away or leave your you know drop Jesus at the door but how do we do that um I don't know that we can or that mm-hmm. we need to because it is not my responsibility to try to convince people that what is true is true it's not my responsibility to focus on the people who want to hide, deny, and lie about the problem. Instead, I think we need to focus on the people who are interested in the truth. Because there will always be people who will have something to say because they have not resolved their own insecurities. They are not really strong in their own faith. Because if you was, you wouldn't have the time and energy to be worried about what I'm talking about. Because if you know what is true is true for you, then you would know that the same is true for me. So we ain't got time. We can send people love. We can allow people to have a conversation, but they can't own the conversation. You see what I'm saying? Oh, you can't I, own it. Yeah. You, you, you can't, you can't. No, uh-uh. That, that's not how we roll it. I thought that's what like, ain't that, ain't that what they say the devil be doing? I don't know. I'm not sure. But, but, but yeah, I think that, you know, there always has to be, I think, being a revolutionary like Jesus, you have to be willing to do what is difficult and what people will judge as being rebellious. Because sometimes telling the truth is just that. It's disruptive. And it's disruptive because it's triggering all the shit in you that you refuse to acknowledge. It's not my responsibility. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Ursula. I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, you're thank welcome. You. I enjoyed you. Thank you. I'm yes. That pretty face pop up in that thumbnail. I was like, oh, yeah. Queen is in the Because she always lives in my computer. So now. <laughs> with her good food. You said and what? With your good food. And while I have you on before you leave, oh. I think you need to have a meal prep service. I'm just saying. So, you know, I'm working on a lot of different things all the time with food. Um, Food is my passion. Nutrition is where it's at, right? Not just food, but nutrition specifically. Um, And so, yes, I'm recently certified or graduation is coming up. So I'll be a food for life instructor soon. And that's with the um, physicians, uh, PCRM, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine up in D.C., 
And um, it's, it's so great. Yes. And I'm always, I'm because you know how you do your research and you know your stuff, but, you, but unless you got certification from somewhere, nobody wants to hear you. So I'm just always working on, okay, well, how can I just become more valid? Me saying I'm a nurse, people don't care. You still have to have, you know, more certification, more letters and all of those kinds of things. And oh, you can't be mediocre? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sarita. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking. <laughs> Sarita, see this, and this is why I end up shooting from the hip because I've, after all I've been through, you know, uh, I'll wind up having to say that what you just said. Oh, I, I gotta just be mediocre, huh? Because people will keep coming. Well, I know you're this, but what about? And so then that's where I'm like, oh, so I guess I'm just supposed to be mediocre. But so that's what I was saying. You know, I need more better sayings than me just saying that. Or is it okay for me to just say that? Because I've been saying it. <laughs> You don't care. You you don't y'all don't even know why you asking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> she does everything. Like literally, she's a creative. So well, I'm definitely um going to follow you. I hope that we can continue to connect and to support our community <laughs> and our families in doing what we do. Because yeah, that what you do is important, you know. What we all do is important and necessary. And so yes. yeah, I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Quita. Definitely you. come on again, my dear. Absolutely. I'm going back to the chat. Take care, everyone. Take care. <laughs> all right, everyone. This was really good. Really good. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, Sarita, mm -hmm. can you leave us with some parting words? <sighs> I want to thank all of you for being willing to be more of you. I invite you to recognize that there is no such thing as brokenness, mm -hmm. to reclaim all of your innocence and try to remember with each and every breath that you take that you are already whole, complete, enough, and definitely worthy. Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you I hope to see you all live in the challenge because we are truly creating a new legacy, breaking these generational curses by simply being more human. I love you. I love it. Love it. That was the beautiful way to end it. Everyone, please like, comment, share this video. This was an amazing talk and it was so well needed. And if anything resonated with you, and if you'd love to support this channel, you can buy me a coffee for my next stream. I dropped the link and it would be so appreciated to support the creative efforts. And if you choose not to, the least you can do is subscribe to the channel. On that note, oh, Sarita, one more thing. Guess what? I am a black girl getting my shift together. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Have a good afternoon. Thank you. And I we'll love you all. I better see Thank you on Monday. Yes, <laughs> sign up for the challenge. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all.